What's up, everybody? This is Keith from the Bronx Lounge. Thanking you for tuning in to today's episode as Cav and I break down all things Yankees baseball and have a great time. Check us out on all social platforms at the Bronx Lounge for daily Yankee content and to join the awesome community we hope to build. We hope you enjoy this episode just as much as we enjoy making it. And without further ado, sit back, relax, and let's talk some Yankees in the Bronx Lounge. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the Bronx Lounge Podcast. Yankees take two out of three in Oakland against the Athletics. Domingo Herman throws a perfect game. The offense gets going in games two and three. Let's jump right into it. Keith, how are you on this fine Friday afternoon? Cav, it's a beautiful Friday. I just cleaned the room today. I was feeling good. A perfect game, a perfect series. Not really a perfect series. You know, sweep would have been perfect, but a perfect series, man. Um, It's really all you could ask for. Uh, And, hey, we got one of the best pitching performances we've seen in such a long time by... Domingo Herman. So that's uh, not much, not much more you could ask for. A series win is all we really needed out of that. Um, you know, once again, we were hoping for the sweep, but two out of three is just fine. Um, but yeah, uh, not like other than the, other than the perfect game, not really so much to take out from this series. But you know, definitely some positive vibes moving forward. Cap, how do you feel? I'm feeling pretty good, and we do try to keep it kind of in order on these podcasts in terms of the games. But I, I think. Like you said, I think the big the big talking point of this series is obviously the Herman perfect game. So I think we should just jump right to game two. We'll get back to game one later. So Domingo, you know, throws the perfect game, 24th in MLB history, the fourth in Yankee history, obviously behind Larson, Wells, and Coney. 52% of his pitches were the curveball, got 21 of 27 outs with the curveball, uh, only 99 pitches in nine innings with nine Ks, just an absolutely dominant performance. But I feel like the biggest takeaway right now with Yankee fans is how they feel about the perfect game. And I kind of wanted to start with that and see how you feel about the perfect game from from Domingo himself. Yeah, and that's the only thing that is, is um, yeah, you can go back and forth with whether you know whether it feels good or not. Um, you know, uh, no, uh, you can't say you know. Credit to Domingo Herman, of course. Um, I mean, that's obviously you know, especially the past two the past two starts before this, it was brutal starts for him. Um, and I mean, that's it's the most interesting way to come back from those two bad starts. You throw a fucking you throw a perfect game, so um, absolutely incredible. But it is weird to give him credit because of the history he has, and obviously that's you know the only thing that really stops him from getting the credit he you know really deserves. Um, you know, and everyone always puts into the fact that he pitched against the A's who are, you know, who have been a dumpster fire throughout all sports this year. So it's, you know, there's a lot of factors that can go into it, whether or not you want to credit him or not. But I personally will, I'm going to credit him. I liked it. I, I'm, I thought he has since his, since his incidents, um, I thought he's just handled it extremely well. Um, you know, obviously his incidents are not quiet incidents. You know, those are not, um, things that you really can just look past on. But, you know, teammates kind of, you know, teammate, he took a lot of shit from teammates. He took, he took a lot of shit from fans. Um, but I mean, really since then, he's just, you know, he already served his suspensions. He's held his ground every single time. You know, he's kind of, he's, he's really came out and pitched fine. So, I mean, 
you know, I mean, he's he's just doing what he's he's got he's doing what he has to do, and that's the only really thing you could ask for at that point. And he just threw a gem, so it's like, you know, how are you gonna how are you gonna sit there and really just not give him any credit for throwing one of the you know twenty four out of this this the major league baseball's been going around since what like nineteen like eighteen hundreds? Come on, like. You know, you can't, 24th, you know, credit, credit is where credit's due, no matter who it is. Um, you know, you, I, I understand the both ways you go about it where, you know, obviously he had the domestic violence uh, charges against him earlier in his career and, you know, obviously the illegal substance this year. But, I mean, at the same time, it's just, I don't know, he, he's, he's kind of, he's just dialed in and he really just kind of stuck to his own work and, you know, that's kind of paid off for a perfect game right there, so... I mean, I understand. Once again, I understand the frustration from from people. I mean, I I, I see it all. Jared Carabas definitely hates it, but um, you know, I uh, I give a lot of congratulations to Domingo, and that's uh, that was a hell of a pitching performance right there. Yeah, and I mean, like you said, I don't blame somebody for thinking the way you think, and I don't blame somebody for thinking the other way, which is kind of how I think because I kind of disagree. With, with you on this one. I, but again, I, I, I understand both sides of it. As a Yankee fan, you want good things to happen to the Yankees. And throwing a perfect game, no matter who throws it, is good things happening for the Yankees. So, you know, in terms of, you know, a team performance and what it means for the team moving forward, I'm obviously elated to see this perfect game. But when as I watched Domingo celebrate when they got the final out, I couldn't help but kind of feel like a like a pit in my stomach watching him, you know, be so elated. And, and I mean, obviously, he's going to be, you know, super, you know, hyped. I mean, he just threw a perfect game. So, like, you know, you knew that was coming. But to kind of see it, I don't know, it did give me, like, a little bit of a weird feeling. I feel like, you know, also when you think about the other Yankees who have thrown perfect games and, you know, now Domingo is now going to forever be in the same sentence as Cone, Wells, and Larson. I feel like that is definitely weird. And obviously, you know, this is this is a definitely a difficult conversation to have because you're totally right. I mean, he he got in trouble, he served a suspension. Major League Baseball is continuing to let him play. The Yankees are letting, you know, him continue to pitch for their organization. So obviously from from a baseball and an organizational perspective, they have moved on. And he's he's also now, you know, married to the to his fiance who was his fiance at the time when this occurred. They're now married. They now have a child. So, you know, maybe, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't know. Maybe Domingo has totally, you know, changed himself. Maybe, you know, for the better, he's in a better place. You know, he's a better person for everything that's happened. But for me, I did definitely feel a little bit differently about this when it happened. If this was anybody else on the staff, it would have been a lot more exciting for me to watch this perfect game. So again, in terms of, you know, what it means for the team, we're going to talk about a little bit. And I think all of those things are positive, but I did feel a little bit different watching this go down as opposed to anybody else in the staff, even if it was, you know, a guy like Brito or Clark Schmidt. A thousand percent. And, you know, I mean, once again, I, it, you know, like I said, it doesn't, you're not, you can't look past what, what happened to him. You know, you just can't, um, but at the same time, you know, as a Yankee fan, you know, if, you know, if that was your first ever game you watched type thing and you just saw that, you know, hats off to him. I do understand where you mean, what you, what you mean by the celebration. Cause it's like, you know, you know, everything that just had, that happened to you. And, you know, it is, it is that weird feeling you would, you, you know, you would have rather seen Garrett Cole or Severino throw a perfect game before him, but you know, I mean, he's etched into history now. 
Um, so that's really bottom line. Um, let's get into some housekeeping. Um, there's not really much housekeeping other than a, really a couple things. Uh, Carlos Rodon's ex- we should be seeing Carlos Rodon's return against the Cubs series. So that's uh, that is man, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I know we were kind of think we were kind of thinking slash hoping it would be the Cardinal series, but they said they're going to give him one more rehab. I think they have Vasquez starting on Tuesday against Montgomery. So that's the, uh, that's Sunday. Yeah. Sunday. That's the, um, that's kind of the, the final, you know, final line right there with that. Um, in yesterday's game, Rizzo got Rizzo fouling off or Rizzo got hit by a pitch. Um, so that was kind of concerning, but he's fine. X-rays are negative. He's fine. Boone said he's not, he's not gonna be in the lineup, um, for the next game, but he'll be all right. Um, and Ian Hamilton's back, and Brito was sent down, so that's kind of just what you expected, really. I honestly, I, I thought they'd go with Brayu there, but not really so much housekeeping. Um, just a couple things, really. Aaron Judge is obviously, you know, doing this thing. He got named All Star starter, which is hysteric, which is hysterical. So he's probably not even going to start that. I don't understand why. You know, fan voting really does its thing, but um, yeah, I mean, that's that's really it for the housekeeping. Um, you know, and Domingo Herman's p- pitching performance is really. The big highlight, um, game one kind of sucked. That was really like, you know, you started off with just flat tires right there. And that's, you know, we were just hoping that we didn't lose this, lose this series. Cause I mean, after that performance, you, I mean, nobody in your right mind would think that a perfect game would come next, but I mean, game one was just ugly. Um, you know, Brita looked fine. I thought Brita did his thing. You know, he only had one home run that he, that, that really just cooked him and cooked everyone. I mean, two runs is, I mean, two runs is fine, you know, on five innings pitch, but, you know, the offense only gave you one run on a Josh Donaldson home run on a hanging curveball. So, embarrassing offense right there. They were 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position. Um, just not really much from the offense there, but I don't know if you, I don't know what you really took away from game one. Yeah, did you, did you like Tyler Wade when he was here or were you not a Tyler Wade guy? Because I know there were some people, <sighs> me included, that were like huge Tyler Wade stands, and then there were people that saw him for what he is because he's not a very good baseball player. No, he's not. And I always wanted to like Tyler Wade, but he just, he, t- he pissed me off so much. He was such a disappointment. You know, the speed was there and really the only, he just can't hit. That's it. I mean, he hit against us for some reason, but he can't hit. Um, but... I don't know. Tyler Wade was always weird to me. I always feel like they tried the Tyler Wade experiment way too much, and then it just never worked out. And that was – he was also one of those guys that, you know, high hopes and then just pissed me off. I don't know. Yeah, I only ask because he hits the triple in, in game one, ends up scoring on, on a single by uh, Ruiz. And when he hit that triple and he was running – rounding the bases, I had like a flashpoint moment in my head where I just – for the next 10 minutes of me watching that game – I just missed Tyler Wade being in a Yankee uniform because I, I was a big Wade guy. So I didn't know if you were – obviously, you know, his numbers are I not tried good. To. He's in Oakland for a reason. But. Yeah, I, tr- I, tried to be in, I tried to be a Wade fan, but he just – he was such a light down every year. Also, another good thing, I mean, um, Tommy Canely, man, uh, I wrote this down. 10.2 his last 10.2 innings pit the 10.2 innings pitched he's pitched for the Yankees since coming off the IL. Not a single run given up. So – um, we, we give a lot of bullpen or we let we give a lot of credit to this bullpen. And I mean, even more credit where it's due Tommy Canely, you know, we knew he'd be, a, we knew he'd be a big piece when we signed him, but you know, if he continues like this, I mean, that's what a piece that, that, that what an addition that is. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, Canely's been absolutely terrific. The changeups looked absolutely filthy. I, I'm kind of happy with how they've gone about him. You know, we know he's very, you know, injury prone. He, he came into the season really banged up. And Boone is, you know, still to this point since Canely's come back, does not pitch him on back-to-back days. And we, we as Yankee fans, we have a lot of problems with how Boone manages the bullpen sometimes. We, we, you know, we have a lot of gripes about a lot of things he does. But I think the way that they're handling Tommy Canely right now is the right way because – you see how effective this guy is and you see how important he can be to the bullpen. And I want him to continue building up. So later on in the season, when he is ready to be going, you know, back-to-back days or multiple innings in a game, we still have this kind of effectiveness. I don't want to completely run him through the ground. I don't want to, you know, I don't want him hurt again. So I, I, I also like the way that they're handling Canely. And I think it is, it does have some part in the way that he's pitching and you, like you said, the bullpen has been really good. I mean, Wandy has struggled, but Wandy comes in and throws a clean inning in this game. So even though you lose this game two to one, Wandy had been really struggling. I don't feel like a lot of people have been talking about it, but the the Texas series was not good for Wandy at all, and I was starting to get pretty concerned. So even in a two to one loss against the Oakland Athletics, to see Wandy go in there and have a clean inning, I thought was important. And I mean, again, you know, Brito Brito was solid. Brito did the job five and two thirds with only two earned runs. I mean. If, if the offense gives you anything, you know, that's that should be enough to win in Oakland. So, again, you know, he gets option for Ian Hamilton, and, you know, we're going to continue to see this, play this game with Brito, you know, where he's going to make spot starts, and then he's going to go back down because he doesn't have a spot in the rotation right now. But I have liked what I've seen from Brito. And, yeah, just offensively, just completely shut down. And you could see the frustration on their faces. Yeah, I mean, the, um, the umpire was really getting – really getting in their heads too. I don't know if you, I don't know if you really saw that, but um, I think it was like Edmund, Edwin Moscosco. I don't know what his name is, but he was barely giving him time. Like there was like five or six times where he was like, you know, get back in the box, hurry up. And then you could see like Rizzo and Donaldson, they were getting pissed off at him. So that definitely got to their head a little bit, but um, uh, a guy that I kind of want to touch on um, when it comes to a big turnaround um. Anthony Volpe is a big name, and we're going to get deeper into that uh, later in the other games. But, you know, it started off a big weekend for him with a 3-for-4 performance in Game 1. Um, and now you're really starting to see him, you know, it was the, maybe if it was, the, if it was the adjustment or if it was just you needed time. But you're really starting to see him get a little locked in at the plate. Like, his at-bats just look good. When he's on the base pass, he's really, he's really good. Um, since the chicken parm with Austin Wells, he's been batting 349 with a homer, two ribbies, and two stolen bases, and that's in 14 games. So that's, uh, you know, and 15 hits in 14 games for Volpe, man. That's, you know, that's the Volpe we've been finally waiting for. Um, You know, it's been such a struggle, and I know he's been, and especially these past few weeks, he's been getting a lot of shit. And, you know, it's the same thing with, with everyone when your players don't do good and the other ones are, you know, we should have had, we should have had Seager instead of Volpe. We should have had, you know, we should have had Machado instead of holding on to these prospects all the time, you know, like, things like that and you know he's been taking a lot of shit for it but at the same time he makes that adjustment and man he's been he's been one of the most he's been one of the most spark plugs on the on the team right now so um big big adjustment for Volpe big weekend for him and I'm 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 just kind of hoping and really expecting some some big things to come from him now because this is that was really such such a uplifting I mean since July 13th it's just been really uplifting for the rookie yeah, I mean, the average is finally over 200, so let's give a couple of claps. I mean, finally, he's over 200. He's hitting 212. A really good series for him, and we'll, like you said, we'll talk about it more, but you, like you said, a three-for-four day in game one. The Yankees had five hits. He had three of them, 
And, you know, you talk about the numbers when he, since he's changed his stance. I think the at-bats are getting better. He's walking more. And his biggest weapon right now as a major leaguer is the base running. So you need to get on base to, to, to see that and to use it and for it to be helpful to this team. So for him to finally be starting to get on base, you can f- finally start to see again the base running. He, you know, in game two, you know, had the hit and then stole second base, started that, you know, big rally to give Domingo some runs. And that is where we're going to see the biggest impact for Volpe, I feel, this year as a rookie. And he's starting to get on base. So we're going to start to see that, and it's really good to see. And, again, like you said, he has been taking a lot of shit. So for him to, you know, be able to start to get on track and change the stance, making adjustments, you know, understanding what he's doing wrong and making, you know, fixing those things and getting back on track, you know, getting the confidence up, all of these things are really important. And Volpe is very important to the – to the formula for winning this year. So it is good to see him starting to get back on track. Yeah, 100%. Um, three, of the, three, three out of the five hits, you know, once again, offense was dead. Donaldson had a home run, and maybe that's the maybe that's the runway that um, maybe that's the runway that the Yankees have been saying that they needed him to get on, and I really hope that's not his solidifying case to being the starting third baseman for, like, the next four years. But cool to see him, I guess, hit a home run on an absolute hanger from Blackburn. So, I mean... <laughs> Um, Absolute hanger. Uh, it was literally right down the middle. But I mean, other than that, not really much to take from Game One. Um, you know, it's just ugly at bats from everyone. Really, no, I mean, it's not really like names you can pick and choose from to really um, go about. That was also the first game Anthony Volpe got caught stealing as well. Um, so that was uh, another thing on Volpe. But back into Game Two. Um, I think we said it. Domingo Herman threw a perfect game. I don't know if we actually touched on that or not. But oh, did um, we talk about that? I don't know. I don't really know. I don't know if anyone really saw that. Anyone see the Domingo Herman perfect game? Does but, anyone um, Does anyone care? Should we just no, talk about some of the offense? Yeah. No, but yeah, that's also a big thing, man. Um, yeah, I mean, aside from a perfect game, eleven runs from your offense—that's the first time they've scored. That's the first time in history a perfect game has scored. You know, ten runs for the other for the team who you know who wins. So um, awesome to see the offense come alive, man. Um, Stan, last. yeah, Stan had a had a nuke. Uh, he also had a three uh, two run double as well later in the game, and uh, really, that's you know, offense just clicked together. Uh, eleven runs on eleven hits. I mean, not much more you could ask for. Yeah, I mean, Stanton's still hitting under two hundred on the year, but we saw some pretty good at bats in this series from him. You just said in game two with two hits, Bader with two hits had a couple of hits in game three. So Bader looks like he's starting to heat up. Volpe had another two hits in this year in this game. So they were really able to give Herman some offense. It started in the fourth inning with Stan Homer. And then after that, it was really smooth sailing for Domingo because he didn't really have to worry about giving up the lead. And that's I, I also feel like that played a part in the perfect game because when you go out there as a pitcher and you don't have to worry about, you know, a bloop and a blast ruining, you know, the game for, for, for you and your team, you can go out there and pitch more freely and probably pitch better. I've heard that from a lot of different people. Coney talks about that all the time. And one more thing I did want to touch on from the perfect game from Domingo is I wanted to I wanted to know from you is if there if you think there is any repercussions moving forward for this team from the perfect game. Do you think this ignites them? Do you think it doesn't have you know really much effect? Because Coney talked about this in an article, you know, how he thinks, you know, this could be a real jump starter for this team. You know, he, he felt like they really needed something special like this to happen. They got it. And then we did see them explode for another 10 runs in game three. 
do you think that this has any effect or do you kind of think that this is, you know, just a random Wednesday night in Oakland, a great performance, they move on, nothing really changes? Um, I po- So I posted that there was, there, was the, there was obviously the picture of all of them, uh, you know, doing their thing and, you know, celebrating and all that. But I, I posted, I was saying, you know, if that's not the turnaround, you know, you don't, I don't know what is type, you know, like you just don't know, uh, like if they don't come back from that, I mean, how do you not, how do you not, you know, how do you not boost it off of a perfect game? I mean, that's just, that's really it. Uh, I, I, I think it could be because I mean, they've looked absolutely putrid since judge's absence and i mean if if that's if that's what they needed to to get them going man say no more dude that's that's all you could ask for so i mean i think so yes because you know back-to-back games where they scored double digits i mean that's that's uh that's the first time we've seen that since like you know last year so um yeah i i don't know i think i think that was probably i think that was definitely a uh i think that definitely could be a um a big part in the rest of the season um you know that's any momentum they can get at this point because I mean, if you're if half your if all your momentum's on your one player, dude, I mean Jesus, like you got to figure it out. And I mean that's 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 a way to figure it out. So you know, hopefully that was. Yeah, I mean I agree. I, I feel like the Yankees are so business casual all the time. You know, win or lose, it's you know it's not too high, not too low for the most part. And you know to see you know them run out on the field, big celebration all smiles, hugs, you know, all the way around, I think could be the start of something, you know, for this team this year. And, you know, I'm just going to throw it out there, but the first, the first three perfect games in Yankee history, the Yankees did win the world series every single one of those years. So maybe this is a jump starter for, for this team. And then there was just one more thing I wanted to touch on with the perfect game and the celebration, because anyone who thought that this judge injury wasn't serious we're really given a visual that it was in the celebration because they all run out to Domingo and to see how gingerly judge got oh, there man. and how he was not participating in the celebration oh, in terms of like the jumping around and celebrating really shows you how hurt he actually is. Uh-huh. And I just wanted to point that out because once again, we're given another piece of evidence that this is serious for Aaron judge. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's, it was, it's serious because of the fact that, you know, I was saying how it's going to play a factor in his swing. It's going to play a factor in his defense. You know, that's if he, you know, that's if he tries to push himself back to, you know, playing not a hundred percent, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's incredibly concerning. And I mean, I was, that's a good call because, you know, that was, that's actually a big thing to touch on is the fact that, you know, he barely, he was legit, like probably 30 seconds late to the celebration just because he was hobbling out there and he, he barely didn't want any it. part of it. No. Didn't yeah. Part of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is definitely really concerning, and I know I know everyone's, I know he and everyone. No, there's still zero timetable, and everyone's still like you know. He's he's the type of guy that's just gonna try and push himself out there to you know even if he's even if he's ninety even if he's eighty five ninety percent he's gonna want to play. Um, so you know it is concerning whether or not um, you know how healthy he's gonna have to be in order for him, for that not to bother him because I mean he legit couldn't walk so that's just that is concerning. Um, uh, I, I honestly, I also would like to give credit to Higashioka. Call the fucking, call a hell of a game, dude. I mean, you know, a lot of credit. Were cre- I mean, that's that's a second one in, in three years, man. He had a no-hitter with Kluber in 21, and then now a perfect game, dude. I mean, credit where credit's due, dude. That's a, good, that's, that's a hell of a game. And I know Kyle Higashioka's been, you know, 
he's 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 just there really he's not like in it he's not like you know all-out guy but he's, he's just he's really just there he's the backup catcher he's you know he's been he's been just primarily a backup catcher he's never had that starting I mean he kind of did with Garrett Cole but he never really had like you know that starting catcher solidified position you know literally with Trevino came here Trevino wasn't even good in Texas really like that and then Trevino came here showed platinum glove type plays and then you know thrown as you know and now he's the starter um but yeah man credit credit to Kyle Agashioka I think that I think that was also a really cool moment for him as well to call that game Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, and we're also, you know, me and you are broadcaster buffs. So for Ryan Rucco, uh, oh, I'm man. a big fan of Ryan Rucco. For him to, you know, be able to call that is cool. Justin Shack yeah, doing man. it on the radio was great. Oh, how Obviously. cool would it have been for fucking Sterling to call perfect game, dude? Yeah. He's, you know what? Cool. He's called enough. Give one to Shackle. He's called enough. <laughs> no, um, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, dude, good call by Shackle as well. Good call by Rucco, man. Those were all, honestly just great games by both of them. Um, oh yeah, and I'm a big and I'm a big Michael K fan, and I listen to his 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 radio show, and I, I I do I listen to a lot of stuff he does, and he's on vacation right now, and I could tell you the Michael the nice Michael K that that you guys all might know is seething right now that he didn't get to call yeah, that, no, hundred um, percent. But a great job by them, and you did make a good point with Agashioka because I do think a, a big reason that we saw so many curveballs from Domingo was because, you know, Pro- Higashioka probably saw how filthy it was and kept going to it. So, you know, Higashioka obviously with a huge staff on this game, he did make a weird comment after the game and said, you know, if there's somebody on the staff that could do it, he knew it was Domingo, which I don't know if that's a shot at Cole because he's no longer Cole's personal catcher or if he actually believes that just a weird comment, but yeah, totally give props to Kyle Higashioka for, you know, being able to catch that game, did a great job kept him in command and, you know, kept him throwing the curveball, which was obviously the pitch of the night. Yeah, I mean, 21 of the 27 outs on the curveball. There was only two at-bats where Herman got behind in a three-ball count. And in both of those at-bats, I don't I don't remember the one, but I think it was around, like, the this, this, this sixth inning. He gets in a 3-1 count. He goes back-to-back curveballs and then and absolutely – I don't remember who it was, but he fooled them completely. And, it, and then he did it. He did it again, pretty much in that second, uh, third ball count. But I mean, only two two times where you get into a three ball count is is unreal. Um, so I mean, I know I know you know the the opinions on Herman, but once again, you really can't go past it. That was a that was just actually a absolutely incredible per- pitching performance. And um, yeah, cool, perfect game. That's that's really it. But um, eleven runs, you know, nothing more you could ask for than really. The pitching and the hitting just pieced together. So that was that was really cool. Also, Donaldson with his second non-homer hit. His second non-homer hit. He had a double. Crazy. He had, he had three hits this series. Two homers and a double. He, Two homers and a double. Yeah, you know, three extra base hits and about six really ugly strikeouts. So oh, I'm not dude, really sure that anything changed with him. Game, with game one, he came in. Or game one in the ninth inning, he looks at three fucking meatballs down the middle and just or like two meatballs and whatever but man it was that was not his uh not his best performance but i mean uh, two homers and a and a double that's the runway that the Yankees that's all they want and need from him so i mean that's i'm sure they're i'm sure they're just as happy as anyone else would or i'm sure they're more than happy with his, with his performance right there but um yeah i mean once again perfect game offense goes good game 2 that's it, really. Game three, um, you know, back-to-back games where you scored double digits. Clark Schmidt, he, he, did, he, did, he did fine. He did all right. He, he just, 
you know, he did enough for to get him the win. You know, three runs is is eh, but um, you know, if it wasn't for the offense putting up ten, I mean, they had an eight run six inning. You know, Donaldson started up with a you know with a home run, and then you know kind of just started up there. And uh, Stanton had some more good at bats, I think. Uh, Bader with a great with a great game three, and and Anthony Volpe as well. So um, you know, that's just uh, that's really. Really, you can go in, but game, you know, Clark didn't have his best stuff in Game Three. That's that's really it. Yeah, he got banged up a little. He got banged up a little early. Was able to settle down a little bit, but like you said, not the best start for him. But thirteen hits as a team, three for Bayer, two for Glaber, two for IKF, including a homer. Because oh, once dude, again, IKF, IKF is a power hitter. Yes, and then two more for Volpe. The A's are bad. They play even bad though, defense. They're a bad team. You know that almost that was literally caught and. Esther oh, yeah. Reed's glove fell off, so I was... Dude, did you also see that everyone was hoping that for the perfect game, that everyone was like, dude, if I would love for Esther Reed's to drop a bunt single right now. Because oh. he was the last at-bat. And he could. And he would could. You, so would you, would you have been pissed? Beast. Would you have been pissed if that was the case? No, I hate when people get mad about that. I mean... You gotta do what you gotta do to get a hit. Yeah, I, maybe, in, maybe in an 11-0 game. But like if it's a if it's a one nothing two nothing game, and there's two outs in the ninth, I mean that game theoretically is still in play. So if you're not going to yeah. try to do everything that you can to get on, just because you don't want to break up an opponent's perfect game, to me it's ridiculous. Yeah. Maybe in an eleven nothing game, maybe that would be a little bit, you know, a little bit of a jerk move. Maybe it would would have pissed me off a little bit as a Yankee fan. But no, I, I don't usually look at that as like a you know a jerk move. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just uh, everyone was really talking about it. Um, but yeah, he uh, he got a nice, he got a glove on IKF's ball, and then uh, it just the glove slipped off and went over the wall. So that was crazy. Too much power run. on that ball. He couldn't. Keep way it too much. Too, way too much. Too much power coming off of that IKF. Yeah, ball. yeah, man. Um, but uh, you know, Donaldson had a 472 bomb. That was also pretty funny. Uh, so yeah, three homers. I mean, that was homers. that was a moonshot. That was that, a, was, that was a nice. That was a bomb. Yeah, it was a. That was a nice bomb. shot, and it was and it was at a good point in the game too. They were they were they were able to retake the lead in the six. It started that six inning rally where you know they then opened it up, but before then it was a close game. They were down. So that no, was a yeah, yeah. Run. I mean, we we sh- we we've been ma- we've been messing around with Donaldson for good reason, but that was that was a big home run yesterday. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it's I mean, really, it's like you know who knows what that game could have been without an eight run six. I mean, you know. They, I mean, because they scored, they scored in the eighth inning. Right, they scored in the eighth. You know, it could have been a five-four-four-four game. You know, it could have been a completely different outcome. So, yeah, I mean, a Donaldson home run started it. Um, I also Stanton. Um, you know, he's. It's been really, it's been really highlighted on how bad of a of a um, you know, a stretch he's had. Because I mean, it was legit one of the worst stretches. Um, he's just under two hundred now, but. You know, he had the double in game three. Um and in games in games uh in game two, he had he had the double and he also had an absolute uh, he had a hundred fifteen mile an hour single, you know, that just bolstered through up the middle. So, you know, swings like that, that you know, that's you know, these we were talking about it, you know, it it only takes a series like that to really get comfortable with, you know, Stanton just needs to lock in. And I and you know, that was the big thing about this series was, you know, the offense just looks so bad that, you know, you're going against you know, probably the worst team in baseball. This is the chance for everyone to start getting their runway, and this is the chance for everyone to start, you know, getting the getting the bat going. So, um, you know, to see Stanton get some good pieces, that's uh, that's that's huge. Definitely, definitely. 
And one more one more thing to touch on just in the whole series. McKinney played two games, not a single hit, not great at bats. This is kind of what happened to Franchi. I'm just saying. We kind of, you know, nobody's, nobody's talking about it because we had a perfect game. We had some good offense performances, but McKinney was quiet as all hell in this series. Yeah. I hope it's not a Franchi. I hope it's not. But we'll see. It is just one series. You can't take too much from it. I'm kind. I'm kind of joking, but right. Um, I also kind of want to now. You know, we just gave credit to the catcher, um, to to Higgy for um, you know, for get for you know calling the game. But I do want to touch on the fact that, you know, as much as we love him, you know, Trevi and Higgy, um, it really is concerning. You know, obviously you just scored. You just scored. You just scored twenty one runs in two days, but. It is concerning the lack of offensive production we do get from the catcher position because, you know, if you look at some of the bats from Trevino, let me think. Anthony Volpe gets on, and we've seen this actually the past couple series. Volpe gets on, tries to go, and then Trevino fouls it off and then winds up popping out or striking out. You know, shitty at-bat from Trevino, and then they wind up going over four. Um, you know, Higgy's not really – Higgy Higgy's always, like, batting 180 every single year. So, I mean, he doesn't really have any much offensive production at a lot. But – you know, aside from the fact that their defense is good, it is, you know, I personally don't look past the fact that their offense is not good because they do not provide really offensively. And is it is it no. concerning? Is it concerning? Um, yeah, but at the same time, you know, if it, I mean, if it wasn't for their defense, they, they then we'd have a completely different conversation. But, um, you know, but but the offense is concerning, and that's that's really the big uh, big takeaway in you know, how this team's going to be moving forward is what the offense, if the offense can click because they haven't since judge judge went out. But uh, yeah, I mean, good point by you to bring up McKinney. That is, you know, he only played two games and every at bat he, he had just looked bad. So, um, you know, who knows if that's just, you know, if we just had our couple week of, of McKinney magic, but uh, it was not a, not a pretty series for him. No, I mean, and we, we, you know, obviously everybody fell in love with Trevino last year because of the defense and he had some big moments offensively, but he wasn't his overall numbers at the end of the year offensively didn't blow you away from the catcher position. So, I mean, he had a really we, slow we, second half, a really bad second half. I mean, after yeah. being, after being an all-star. So, yeah. I mean, like we know, we know that neither of these guys, you know, no matter who, you know, you love, like I know a lot of people fell in love with Trevino. I'm a Higgy guy, but like neither of these guys are going to produce a ton offensively. They'll have spurts. Higgy will have spurts where, you know, we'll have a couple of, you know, big games. He'll hit a couple of home runs. You know, he does have some pop. And Trevino will have some games where he'll put up some big moments with hits. Mm -hmm. But neither of these guys are producing consistently offensively, and they haven't over their whole career, so you can't expect them to. And at this point, when if the offense is going to continue to struggle, which maybe they're starting to break out of it, but if they are going to continue to struggle, I think there is – you know, a chance we might have to have a conversation about Benny Biceps because the guy has shown to have some pretty good at bats. He's got pop in the bat. He will hit, you know, he will hit. Obviously, defensively, you lose a lot with him compared to Higgy and, and, and Trevino, but you're totally right. I mean, it, it does totally go under, you know, the hood that, you know, we don't get a lot of offensive production from the catcher spot because they've shown that they don't really care about it. I mean, the two catchers on their starting roster don't hit, so they obviously don't care about it, but it is important to point out because when you aren't getting production from most guys, you do need to look at every direction. And it, it, it is a good point that, you know, Trevino and Higgy just have not been, have not been enough offensively. Yeah. I mean, once again, it's like if their, if their defense wasn't as good as it is, um, then, you know, 
completely different conversation. But yeah, I mean, Ben Warfett, I mean, he, he only got called up for the Reds series and uh it was another series he got called up for but i mean he only had seven at bats and they and then they were like all right that's it no more he had two hits i mean so yeah maybe give benny biceps that shot um you know he he looks like when he gets into it when he he looks like like the player he looks like he looks like when he gets into that rhythm it, he looks like he's it's it's impossible to get him out just like the the build he has dude he's a he's fucking he's huge um oh yeah yeah so i mean that's uh, that's not a bad point. Um, that's only if you're really hoping for offensive production. There, oh, I yeah. wouldn't really, I mean, I would, yeah, I wouldn't really go all over the over the board about you know bringing up him because I mean, it's not like we really, it's not like that's a big concern. But um, nine and a half back of Tampa, five and a half back of Baltimore. We are still ahead of Toronto and Boston, who I think we really should be ahead for the rest of the year. I you know, Boston's kind of getting on their you know ick mode and they're falling off a little bit yeah yeah and toronto's kind of just inconsistent as usual so i really think we got to keep it like this um and i mean it's kind of it's kind of a big point the fact that you know really only a a, a, like a week and a half ago two weeks ago we were we were 10 back of 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 baltimore now we're five and a half so i mean you know we keep making strides like this you know as if we get some momentum after that perfect game you know if we get strides like this man i mean you know could be a real could be a real big push for second place because I mean I don't know I think first place is is pretty out of reach I mean Tampa's just Tampa's just unreal but you know second place that could be a big big conversation for second place yeah I mean you've won three straight series and you haven't gained anything on Tampa so if they're going to continue to even just play okay baseball which you know they've lost some games here and there in the last couple of weeks they they split two uh two and two with Kansas City and you're still not gaining on them so it, it, it does look right now like it's going to be tough to win that division. Baltimore doesn't seem to be stopping either, but if you can get hot, then that definitely, definitely is a conversation. St. Louis is next. Jordan Montgomery, like you said. And they are an absolute Sunday. mess. They Maybe are the mess. biggest disappointment in baseball this year. Oh, man. Dude, how about Wayno, man? He's – oh, poor Wayno, dude. He's, he should have just hung up the cleats. Yeah, should have <laughs> went, went with the Audi. Should have went with the Audi. Yeah, man, and he didn't. But, yeah, uh, I mean, St. Louis last year was the huge blow-up star for Montes. He looked absolutely bad, you know, terrible. That That's what I remember from being in St. Louis last year. That was the Montes-Monty game, right? Or was did Monty Mont, – I know, I know Monty shut us out, but I'm trying to think. No, this it? was before the deadline. We still had Monty. I could have sworn – right? no, I could have sworn Monty killed us. I could have sworn. Maybe oh, you know didn't. what? You might be right. I don't know. Regardless, yeah, but regardless, we, we reunite. You can't with the let you can't let St. Louis turn their season around with you. Um, we talked about how bad Oakland was and how we expected a sweep. You need to take two out of three against St. Louis and St. Louis. I mean, the team's been bad this year. They have names, but they just haven't produced. They haven't been good. You need to take two out of three, and. Hope maybe we're going to get a huge revenge series from Bader because these last two games in Oakland he was really good. Maybe he goes into St. Louis. He's pissed off that they traded him. He wants to show him what they're missing out, and you know maybe Bader goes absolutely off in this series. I could see it. I could see it too. I mean, he's and I mean that's a big thing as well. I, Harrison Bader is not getting the credit because if I honestly think he's also a big reason that the offense has looked. I mean, we won three series in a row. I mean, and that's since Bader's return. So. You know, aside from Judge, Harrison Bader is also one of the more impactful players on this team. 
I mean, I mean, you know, we don't get that, like, we don't get that fire from, you know, we don't really get that fire from Stanton and, and, you know, DJ and, you know, sometimes Rizzo here and there, but, you know, we don't really get that fire from them all the time. And I mean, Harrison Bader, I mean, whether it's his, whether it's his personality or, you know, just like, cause it's just the fact that he's an all, you know, he's an all around good player, you know, he's, it really goes past the fact that how much of an impact he makes because, you know, we've looked much better since he's came off the IL. Oh, yeah, totally. All right, we will talk to you guys at the end of the St. Louis Cardinals series. Yanks, I really feel like they need to take two out of three, keep the series winning going, keep the momentum going. Hopefully we get another good start out of SETI. Cole Check us out on Saturday. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Oh, I'm sorry. I just ruined your thunder right there. Check us out on all social media platforms at the Bronx Lounge. We're going to be posting on everything else. TikTok, we're soon. We're coming soon. Instagram, figuring it out. Twitter, we're on there all the time. So follow the socials. I'm sorry, Cap. I just interrupted you. Go finish your sentence. No worries, man. All right. That is going to do it for us. We will see you guys at the end of the Cardinal series. Domingos, perfecto. Yankees take care of business in Oakland. Let's keep the winning going, boys. Let's go Yanks.